This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Yesterday morning on the program, we were talking with Mike Smith, province columnist, also host here at CKNW. After that conversation, Daryl Plekis was booted from the BC Liberal Party, and then Mike Smith had a conversation with him. Hey, Mike. Hi, Jill. So a lot changed. Well, nothing hugely surprising, but there were some big developments after we chatted yesterday. Well, remember I was t- I was saying yesterday that um, <clears throat> Daryl Plekis was not talking, right? No one had been able to reach him, and I used the opportunity to put a shout-out on CKNW. <laughs> and Mr. Speaker, please give me a call, because I was trying desperately to speak to him. And I was I beat the bushes yesterday and called in all my markers and finally got him on the phone yesterday afternoon. So I encourage people to check that out in this front page of the province newspaper today. <clears throat> you can read it online at theprovince.com. And he explains uh, why he took the speaker's job. And effectively, what he told me was that this is a job he's always wanted. Um, he said it was a difficult decision. He knew he was going to anger the Liberal Party. But it's a job that, for him, was his dream job. He said that this is something that it, he's a criminologist by his training and profession as a criminology professor, but he also explained to me, and I, I didn't know this, he said that he was, for many years, he was a federal prison judge and ad- adjudicated over 5,000 cases as a prison judge. And he said that was his skill set, his expertise as a an independent arbiter, and he felt that he had this, the skills to be the speaker, and he really wanted to do it. So that's why he did it because he wanted to do it, and he was willing to write off his uh, his friendships and everything in the Liberal Party to do it, which clearly is what happened, because as you said, the Liberals kicked him out of the party yesterday. But he knew that was going to be the response from the Liberals, whether he did this yesterday or whether he did this this past week or if he did this right after the election. So why did he wait and why did he tell everybody he wasn't going to do this? Well, I asked him that, and he said that one of the more interesting things that he said was that back in the spring, uh, when he was first did a series of interviews uh, saying that he would not do this, he would not take the Speaker's job, even though he was being heavily courted by the NDP and the Green Party to do it. Obviously, there's a political benefit here to the NDP to take a Liberal vote off the table in the legislature and give them a larger majority in there. And he said that uh, he made it in no uncertain terms, he said he wouldn't do it. One of the things he said to me yesterday was he was told to say that. As he put it, that was not from me. That was from the Premier's office. He was referring there to Christy Clark when she was still Premier. Remember, the Liberals were still in power. This was before the Liberal government had been toppled on that non-confidence vote by the NDP-Green alliance. So he said when he, when he, he, he wanted to do it, he was interested in doing it, he was told not to do it. And he said that's what that was his explanation for that. As for more recently, he said that he just changed his mind, and it was a very difficult decision. He said it was late in the process that he finally decided he was going to do it, and he doesn't see it as a betrayal. He saw, he sees it more as being true to himself and what he really wanted, and um, certainly. 
people are going to be angry at him in the liberal ranks for doing this because he said he wouldn't do it, and then he did do it. So there's a lot of anger there. But I got the feeling that he was comfortable with the decision there yesterday. But I'll tell you, the reaction to this has been interesting to me because I was just reading a lot of the comments on the province.com webpage, a lot of the comments to me in my Twitter feed this morning, a lot of emails I'm receiving in reaction to the story I had. Uh, it's it's very divided. There's a lot of people who are angry at him, typically liberal supporters, and a lot of people on the other side, NDP Greens, who just think he's he's doing a good thing. Very, very divided reaction to it. Yeah, definitely. Just looking at some of the comments. Uh, he also told you uh, one of the quotes in your piece on this is that he's putting his constituents first, but yeah. that's not going to be the feeling of all of his constituents. Yeah, it was interesting that he said that because the, the constituents among among liberal supporters in Abbotsford, where, which he represents, they are very angry at him. I, I spoke to a guy yesterday named Ron Gladiuk, <clears throat> who is the uh, president of the Liberal Riding Association in Abbotsford South. He says they were completely blindsided by this. Daryl Plakis did not tell them that he was going to that he was going to do this. In fact, he told them the opposite. According to according to the local liberals there, he assured them that he would not do this, <clears throat> and then he did it. And they've been unable to reach him. They've been trying to phone him. They've been trying to send messages to him. They want an explanation. He hasn't got back to them. So they are very very angry about it. It was the Liberal Riding Association there that actually went to the party executive and and called for his head and said he should be kicked out of the party, which the provincial executive of the party did yesterday through a very rare executive uh, action to to boot this guy out of the Liberal Party. And then they're also talking there in Abbotsford about a, a local recall campaign to kick him right out of office as an MLA. Now, that cannot be legally launched until 18 months after the election. You can't, you can't legally launch a recall campaign. <clears throat> so you're talking November of 2018, so a year from, over a year from now. So, you know, whether the anger is still at a fever pitch over a year from now that, it, that he's in jeopardy of being recalled, uh, I guess that remains to be seen. But you're absolutely right, Jill, that they are angry in his own writing, even though he says he's doing this for his constituents, because... The way he described it to me was, <clears throat> this is his skill set, this is his passion, this is what he wants to do, this is how he feels he can best serve his constituents and the people of the province. That's why he's doing it. But obviously his supporters, the people who worked hard to get him elected there in Abbotsford, don't look at it that way. They see it as a stab in the back. Definitely. Um, and he says this is his skill set, like you said, uh, about uh, his his history of being a federal prison judge. Uh, no. But how do you think it will play out? Because, And he says this when you talk to him, too, and in your, in your piece, he talks about the fact that there are some liberals that uh, he says support him. He wouldn't name them. That they yeah. won't, they're obviously not going to come out and talk about that. But do you not have to be respected by both sides to be a successful speaker? Well, it was interesting that uh, Rich Coleman, the, uh, the, the li- leader of the Liberal Party yesterday, uh, on Friday, said he was asked that very question. And he said, well, his answer was really interesting. He said, I can respect the position. I don't have to respect him. So the Liberals realized that no matter how much they want to stamp their feet or fuss and fight over this, He's the speaker. He, you know, he hasn't broken any laws. He hasn't broken any rules by doing this. Every MLA has a right to put their name in to be speaker, and he did. So there's nothing they can do about it. He's the speaker. And 
Coleman and the Liberals said, that's fine, we will respect that he's the speaker. We don't have to respect him as an individual, which they clearly don't. So I asked Plekis about that. Does this, does this put you in a difficult position? How can, you, how can you do your job impartially when you got half the House is mad as hell at you? And he said he's not going to let that affect him, that he will be right down the middle, fair and impartial in, in all situations, as you ex- expect him to say. Hmm. So that's um, just the way he's going to have to handle it. But he's lost a lot of friends over this. I mean, you know, I, I, that's got to be tough. Like, one of the things I was wondering about after our conversation yesterday morning was what's going through this guy's head. I started wondering if he was having any kind of buyer's remorse or second thoughts about it with the way he was kind of not talking to anybody. And uh, because this has got to be difficult, he's, he's obviously lost friendships and alliances over this. But uh, after speaking to him yesterday, he seemed comfortable in, in what he's in his decision. Even though, and, and those who are very upset about this, it's it's fine to say I'm an independent. This is what I've always wanted to do, and and that's great. But it is such a, about face from even even him saying I only said that in June because the Liberals told me to say that. Well, what are you? Are you somebody who does things that people tell you to say, or are you this independent person that you're now saying you are? Yeah, that's a good, good question. And, you know, he just said that he, one of the other points that he mentioned yesterday was that at the time back in June when he very clearly made the media rounds and said he wasn't going to do this, including it to CKNW in a conversation we had here, um, <clears throat> he said that at that time, Christy Clark was still the premier, the liberals were still in power, and the liberals had secured a a legal opinion saying that an NDP Green government would essentially be illegitimate. And he said that factored into his comments, although he said the main one was that he was told to go out and say this. The way he put it to me was that this is a process of him breaking the chains of the Liberal Party, that he felt constrained, he felt that he couldn't speak his mind, that when he did speak his mind, there was a uh, there were repercussions and recriminations against him, and he was just sick of it. So he said he just finally decided to do what he wanted to do. All this other stuff that he said before was effectively because he was being he was towing the party line and doing what he was told to do, and he was just he was just fed up with that, and he wasn't going to do it anymore. All right. Well, I'm glad you were able to track him down yesterday, yeah, Mike, and, and have a conversation with him. Uh, some more insight into this, and thanks so much for joining us again and bringing us the update. You're welcome, Joe. Anytime. Vancouver's news. Vancouver's talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.